Hello, frequent flyers, and welcome to Points of View, the Point Hacks podcast. I'm your host, David Walsh, and I talk to some of Australia's top points collectors. We dive into their backgrounds, stories, redemptions, and of course, their best hacks. How do you go from having close to zero frequent flyer points in your account to booking a business, business first trip just over a year later? A good friend of mine, Kane Richards, joins me today and we'll talk about how Kane did just that and what he's learned from the process. Okay, we're definitely recording this time. This is our second, third, third take. So, Kane, welcome. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining the podcast, Points of View. Great to be here, Dave. You're, uh, you're, you're gracing us in what will very soon be a very nice uh, podcast studio within our office, but at the moment looks like someone's garage. It looks like a forgotten room with items that don't belong. I mean, there is there's a mattress here for some reason. There's I can see just lights in the corner, lots of paper towel and, and printer paper. It Ten is- buckets stacked on top of each other with old light roof rack. Uh, mounts in it, it, it hanging it, from the ceiling. It doesn't make sense, but it's a good space. Sounds sounds pretty good, and and eventually this will be a a, a fantastic little podcast studio. But in the meantime, uh, thanks for sitting in the corner with me. <laughs> <laughs> good to be here, Dave. So, Kane, the, the reason I wanted to bring you on the podcast is um, you, you we're we're really good mates. We, we've known each other for a good few years now, and um, your journey with frequent flyer points hasn't actually. It, it hasn't been a long time that you've been in the frequent flyer game. In fact, really, it's, it sort of feels like your journey started a little bit when I started at Point Hacks nearly two years ago. Um, and since then, you've uh, accumulated quite a significant amount of points. And we've actually managed to do something with those points, which is book a, a pretty uh, a pretty significant trip through to uh, Japan and Singapore um, to do snowboarding in Hakuba. I can't wait. I tell you what, I've had, I've told so many people about this trip and everyone always asks me, how did you do it, Kane? And I said, well, you got to know someone at Point Hacks or at least know the points game. And they said, where do we start? And I said, well, Point Hacks, well, check I it g- out. I guess, I guess today we're, we're going to dive into, you know, like a bit of your background, um, what you did to, to get those points. And at the end of it, you should be able to say to those people that ask you, hey, listen to this episode of the Point Hacks podcast. I because hope so. that's where I tell all. <laughs> yeah, well, I think uh, I think it's one of those things where I can look talk about it looking back where I was a little, probably a little under two years ago mm. um, and what I've taken away from, you know, learning around, uh, learning what you've told me, yeah. um, understanding where and which, uh, which partners of airlines that uh, frequent flyer companies work with um, and just working out how to channel your spend. Yep. I think that's really the, the the smartest way to go about earning points. Great. So, a couple of couple of questions for you just to get the audience familiar with you. Um, frequent flyer program of choice? Uh, Qantas. Great. Um, now, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what's your background, um, what line of work are you in? Cool. So, I'm a product manager. I work for Telstra. Mm-hmm. Um, so, pretty big Australian um, telecommunications and oh, technology. I, I, I don't think anyone would have heard of Telstra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm. Um, don't, um, don't hold that against him, guys. He, yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he is a, a good person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I work in the um, in the technology space uh, as a product manager. Mm-hmm. Um, been there for twelve years. I'm 29 years old, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, yeah, it's mainly it. So within that time that you spent at Telstra, you actually took a year off to do. Um, 
to do a, a sabbatical, basically. Yep. Spent uh, I spent six months overseas in Germany, mm-hmm. um, and then I spent six months working uh, with working. me at a, a a different company. Yep. So uh, we, we won't go into what that company was, but basically we worked together very closely in the product and technology space. Um, I like to call us a you know Batman and Robin. I I'm, I'm, I think we argue as to who's Batman. Uh, good cop, bad cop. Yep. I think either way, uh, dynamic duo. That's it. We got stuff done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then since then, you've you've gone back to Telstra, and I've actually gone on to join Point Hacks. Yep. Um, so thinking back to around the time that I that I joined Point Hacks, um, which was you know, for for me that was at the, the very start of 2018. Um, what what was your experience with frequent flyer points, and what was your experience with actually even credit cards? Yeah, so I grew up in a uh, a family that were, you know, pretty hard mum and dad. They were very big on um, only buying the things that they needed for their house. Mm. They wouldn't, you know, if we went to the football, they would never spend money on like a pie or a coffee or a Coke. It was all just bring a hand, you know, handmade lunch. Yep. Um, so, my parents were investing everything that they could into the mortgage and they were really... Um, quite quite de- debt adverse. Yeah, that, exactly. That's the best way to shape it. So, mm. my dad was growing up, he was always in my ear about Kane make sure you don't get a credit card. Please promise me that you won't get one. Um, so, it was like no car loans, no credit cards, you know, no loans. Not that I would get one, at no, the moment, but no. it was in my ear. Um, and so, um, looking back, uh, you know, they were they were very kind of not forceful, but they were in my ear enough for me to always keep it front of mind. And so, I, I, I didn't have a credit card until I was about 27. Mm. And it wasn't until I met you and you started working at Point Hacks, did I actually start to understand the concept of frequent flyer points and how you can benefit from using frequent flyer points to really maximize your travel experience. Mm, yeah, especially, I think it's what people that, you know, it, it, it can take them a little while to understand is, you know, you know, not everyone should have a credit card, but of people that, you know, know how to manage their money, they're, they're not looking at a credit card as a way to, to borrow money, but they're looking at it as a way to, well, I'm, I'm spending X thousands of dollars a month anyway on my debit card. Is like the, the frequent flyer game is a, a very good system to, you know, accumulate some points for and value for that spend that you're making anyway. Um, it's a good example is, you know, as someone who didn't really understand frequent flyer points, it was very similar to flybys. Mm. You didn't really see the light at the end of the tunnel. wasn't really clear to people as, or wasn't clear to me as to what do I spend in terms of points mm. and what do I get in return. Mm. Um, so, I think, I think people look at what they can get with frequent flyer points on the shop and mm. think, oh, I can get a pair of Beats headphones for... You know, a hundred thousand points. Don't uh, don't buy the toaster. Don't do it. Ex- oh, don't get the toaster. Don't get the toaster. So uh, I think because I mean I'd done a little bit of traveling. Mm. I've been to Japan. I spent a bit of time in Germany. I'd done a bit of work in the United States. Um, up in you know Washington, mm. uh, but they were all work-funded trips. So mm. I hadn't spent. Uh, a lot of my own money on travel. Yeah, but you probably accumulated a, a few Qantas points through that. I had, yes, that's right. So, some status credits that expire, but also the frequent flyer points. It wasn't really clear to me mm. how I could um, leverage those points to be able to travel and, uh, you know, go business class or, you know, even first class in some instances. Yeah, well, I mean, like since that point, um, you've earned over 300,000 frequent flyer points. I have, I have. So, including the, I think I'm about to order my, I've only had 
two cards mm. plus uh, you know the spend that I channel through it. Um, I think I'm probably at about three hundred thousand points, and I'm looking to be able to get my next. I actually ordered my next uh, my next card uh, yesterday, so uh-huh. I think that'll give me one hundred and twenty thousand points, uh, and hopefully that will uh, get me up a little bit higher. Right, that being said, three hundred over three hundred thousand points in two years is is nothing to be scoffed at, and we use a good portion of those points for our trip. We'll go into that uh, a little bit later, but I'm I'm curious to understand your journey from you know the, the start of 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 you know that, that period two years ago to having these points now. What did you do um, from someone that was a newbie to the game, didn't really understand everything? Um, what did you do to start accumulating points? Um, you know, did you start for a credit card? Was there changes to your habits? Um, where did you start? It started by you being in my ear. <laughs> that helps. Uh, for that a helps. good six months, it started you. It was really you pushing me to get a card. Yeah. Um, and I, I still didn't look at it from a what you can do with it until I started noticing my points going up. Mm. And when I noticed the points hitting my freaking flyer balance. Yeah it started to become a reality. Hmm. So I had um, my, my, I guess my consumer spend behavior was really around pushing all my spend through my um, savings account. Hmm. Um, so I'd have my, or my transaction account, I should say. Yep. My transaction account would go, I would put all my, you know, my employment income into savings and then I'd put a certain amount in for spending. Mm-hmm. Good, good with money, no debts or anything like that. Never had any kind of money owing to anyone. So, but, you know, I, I knew that I, I wanted to travel. So, my bucket list was not getting any shorter. <laughs> uh, so, I started... So, when I uh, ordered my first card, which was an ANZ... I think it was the ANZ Frequent Flyer Black. Yep, it was. So, it was a an ANZ Visa card, which gave me 80,000 points uh, for 3,000 spend in the first three months with no annual fee. Mm. And it when... A, I remember that. It was, it was a good offer at the time. Yeah, it was great. It was really good. And I, I really noticed that once that 80,000 points hit my balance, mm. I'd already, with my previous balance points, that pushed me over 100,000. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, maybe I can do something with this 100,000 points. Absolutely. I remember, it's funny, that, that minimum spend, I remember you hitting that very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, uh, I, there, was a, there was a cheeky basketball uh, The cheeky fees. two basketball team fees in there. Yeah. So, uh, each season, our basketball team fees are roughly around the $1,500 mark for... Uh, half, half a year's worth of games is about $1,500. Yeah. And no one likes paying for fees. No, no one wants to put the hand up. No one ever does. Yep. And it made me realize, hold on, I can hit my minimum spend here and put all my fees onto this card. All you've got to do is tra- chase up your friends afterwards. That's right. Yeah. And so, I did that. And, you know, funny, when you get older, people actually have been, in my team have been better with money. So, yeah. so, I was able to put not only one team, two teams fees, which is equated to 3K, yeah. um, onto the cards, hit my minimum spend Done. in a week, yep. paid it off. And uh, after that, it was smooth sailing. Well, obviously, I've seen you since then. You're the, this is the guy that's like, oh, I'm out of family dinner. Oh, don't worry, guys. I'll put it on my card. I mean, you're all paying me back, but you know, I'll, I'll be the hero. I'll put my hand up. I'll be the hero. And <laughs> I've <laughs> I'll had, put my card I've only down. had one person ever go, I know why you're doing this, Kane. You're doing it for the points. And I say, you're damn right I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? If you know, if no one else is going to do it, you might as well get the points. Absolutely. I mean, it's just smart. I mean, it's. I also think it's... Uh, 
a polite gesture for a lot of people. Mm. Um, you know, it takes a lot of stress off their shoulders if they have to count their money at the table or kind of work out how am I going to work it out. It just it makes it less stressful at the restaurant and oh, a better you're, experience. You're an absolute hero, Kane, and people should bow down to you. That's right. Not, a, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> Absolutely not. They're just black t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Over the course of you know that two years, you accumulated a whole raft of points. Um, I guess you had a, a bit of an inside inside hand with me working at Point Hacks, you know, being in your ear saying, "Hey, look, if you get these points, well, you could do X, Y, Z with them." Um, and in the end, we actually ended up doing X, Y, Z with them. So we've got a trip coming up. We're doing a snowboarding trip to Hakuba in Japan. Um, peak season. Peak so season. So that's, that's January 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how did we come up for the trip? How did we come up with the idea for the trip? We'd been talking about a holiday for the good part of 18 months. Absolutely. And we were just, we were workaholics and we just never got around to organizing it. And uh, I think, you know, one, one, you know, one bad week of work and we both said, nah, we've got to book a holiday. We have to do it. So, uh, Dave said, all right, where do we want to go? And, uh, you know, I'd been to Japan previously to do a bit of snowboarding. Mm-hmm. And I said, would you be interested in going snowboarding in Japan and uh, and going over there? And we did some discovery and we found out that, you know, flights to Japan were actually not as expensive when you fly with points. Oh, uh, beyond that, I, th- I think that there's there's one piece of the story that Kane isn't telling it, which was we were at the pub and we were a good few beers deep. And, well, that's uh, normally that's normally how most stories start. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so we're at the pub, we're a few beers deep. Um, we basically agreed to do it on the spot. You know, we said, okay, great idea. Let's look into it. Um, and obviously, me look, uh, working at Point Hacks, being you know points mad, I was like, well, I I really love to do this because it was for basically celebrating both our thirtieth birthdays. Um, we'd want to do this in business class at the very least. You know, at least one leg in business class. So I remember the next week um, having a look on the Qantas website and I found two business class seats um, on, with Qantas from Melbourne to Narita in Japan. And I just remember messaging you on, uh, on Facebook Messenger and saying, hey, look, I we believe can't, we I can't be- wait on this. We've got to book it. I believe it was Monday morning at 10.30. Monday morning. So, so, so I should have been working, but you know, like points for me is working. <laughs> it is. It's tax deductible. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, I remember you sent me the message and uh, it was, I had to pull the trigger. I, I have a, uh, a lot of leave built up mm-hmm. from just not taking leave and it was time to take a holiday. So I, out of impulse, I said, look, Let's worry about it. I think it was April mm-hmm. 2018. Yep. Uh, no, 2019. 2019, yep. Uh, and we said, let's let's just book the holiday. Yep. And we booked it there and then. So, we booked one leg. Yeah. So, we only booked the way up. So, um, we, we didn't sit there and try... We didn't try to solve everything at once. I, I knew that if we could get, get the one leg, leg locked in, um, we had the rough dates. We could probably find a way to get back. Um, that being said, when I looked at any direct flights from... Uh, Japan to Melbourne on the way back, there was just no frequent flyer point availability at all. Um, so then I had the idea that we should actually um, look to go via Singapore because historically there's been a lot of availability um, with frequent flyer points between uh, well Singapore and Melbourne, but there was actually a ton of availability between um, Tokyo and yeah. Singapore as well. So we managed to snag a, a another business class trip between. Uh, Tokyo and Singapore for um, 
for business class with Japan Airlines. And then I remember the absolute kicker, and, and this I, I'm very excited for. Um, we were looking at business class seats for the very last leg back, so from Singapore to uh, Singapore to Melbourne. And I, I just remember stumbling across some availability for two uh, first class seats with Emirates. It doesn't sound better than that, does it? I mean, it, what a time to be alive. <laughs> so, for that entire trip, we managed to lock it in for 210,000 Qantas points each. And approximately, I think it was around $400 to $450 worth of uh, taxes and fees. So, I mean, talk about an epic 30th birthday trip. It's pretty exciting because I've never been on a first class, let alone business class flight before. And you, you, can't, you know, the, the audience can't see this, but I'm quite tall. I'm six foot three. So, I hit my head on most, uh, most things. So, I mean, it's... H- humble brag right there, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my, uh, the, the part is that, you know, I, as a basketballer, you know, I've got a bad back and, you know, my legs don't, aren't great with uh, cram you know, spaces. With a, yeah. With, a, yeah with, a, with cram spaces. So, economy is, I've always try and get the aisle seat, but, you know, I, I don't think I can fully appreciate first class because I've never been on business class. I've only mm. ever been on... And, and I'm not even talking premium economy. It's mm. just economy. Yeah. Or as uh, a few of my colleagues now like to say is cattle class. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting because I remember asking you like what... Out of all the flights, which one are you looking forward to most? I know I'm certainly looking forward to the Emirates first class most. I mean, basically we get a private cabin on that plane. But you, you were saying it's the business class flight. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to the Qantas uh, business class flight. I think I, I can't appreciate the Emirates fr- flight until I've had the business class flight. It's interesting because, I mean, the, you, you'll, you'll experience it. The way that, the, that we're flying, um, it's basically every seat gets better on each fl- leg we're doing. Like the Qantas business class, you know, that, that's it's a decent business class. Japan Airlines is the next step up. And then um, with Emirates first class, you, you're, you're going to be sitting one of the top um, the top first-class seats in the world. I uh, have since found out that quite a lot of poply, popular YouTube bloggers love to document their experience with this airline mm. and this cabin. Mm. And the <laughs> the strange part about it is I'm looking forward to going on an airline and having a few drinks yep. and, you know, relaxing. But I, mean, I ha- felt like first class, I'm going to be in this cabin or this cell <laughs> that will be like completely separate from like, the, you know, hanging out and having a good time. So, I, I it hasn't hit me yet. Yep. I, I think when I get in there and I realize the service and, yep. the, um, and the comfort and the luxury that they... Um, that they dine you in, yeah. I think that's when it all hit home. And that little bit of imposter syndrome as well. You're like, I, I got this seat, I've won. Like there are other people here that have paid a ridiculous amount of money to, to be in first class. The real question is, have they? How many people have really paid for that versus actually had a good experience with their points like me? I, be, I would love to find that out. There'll, there'll, be, there'll be eight seats, eight first class seats in that plane. I mean, even if there's just one person there that's paid for that seat, which there'll be more than one person there that's paid for that seat, just because of the the you know the economy of how the airlines put out their frequent flyer point seats. Um, but you know, you you'd hate to be that one person that's paid and then watch us walk on board, <laughs> just very salty. looking around, gawk, looking like we gawking. don't belong. <laughs> I mean, have you ever had black caviar before? I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, you, well, you'll be getting it in this frequent flight. In this, um, it, we'll be getting it with a seat. Which is, uh, you know, like it, it, it's a level of luxury that 
I certainly wouldn't be able to afford with cash, or you wouldn't wouldn't be able to afford with cash. Not without um, a hit to the wallet. <laughs> no, not without selling the wallet itself. Like I mean, that the the leather's worth a couple of dollars, right? <laughs> that's it. That's it. No, I think uh, I think the part for me that I'm most excited about is the service experience. Like being able to see and experience the difference and talk about it. Yeah. Um. You know, I love talking about things like great experiences. You know, whether it be a restaurant, a coffee shop, you know, a, a service experience. You know, I love talking about that. So I think. I think sharing that experience with my colleagues and friends will certainly influence a lot of people to start thinking about how they use their points and channel their spend. Well, it's interesting. Like a lot of people don't quite get the freaking flyer points game until um, either it dawns on them that they can get like premium premium uh, like seats on planes uh, using their points, or you know someone like yourself, a friend or a colleague, goes and does a trip like this and says, "Hey, I." I actually did this all on points and they see it on the Instagram story. They see it, you know, you're, you're talking to them, talking to them at work about it. I mean, let's be honest, bragging to them at work about it because if you're getting a, uh, if you're getting a first class and business class trip, you know, it's pretty hard, pretty hard not to flex a little bit. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. I, I have kept it pretty hush hush, oh, yeah. but it will be definitely coming out of the woodwork very soon. <laughs> So, um, so we burnt through about 210,000 points out of your account. Yep. Um, given that you've just signed up for, you just signed up for another, um, another credit card, you know, you waited an appropriate amount of time as obviously, you know, you made that financial decision to do so. Um, you should be, you should have another couple of hundred thousand points within a few months. I do. I, uh, I, I think I have about 80,000 points at the moment yep. after my recent spend and, I think with this new card, it will give me the 120. Yep. Um, and so I think looking at what I've got with my card, it's really about making sure that I find ways to earn points through companies that partner with Qantas. So mm -hmm. it's really about dollar per spend on the card. Yep. Uh, knowing where to spend to get more points. Mm -hmm. So obviously with a new BP and Shell deal, I'd like to make sure that I get my petrol from those places to maximize my dollar spend. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the the, the, the news about BP shifting from Velocity to Qantas was quite big news a few weeks ago. Yep. Um, you know, I know I know you're driving a lot at the moment with your car, so obviously, yep. it, it, it makes sense to make it, make use of that where possible. Yeah. I recently moved house, so I got I moved uh, with budget budget direct. Oh, I think it's uh, uh, the budget movable, is it? I think the, I can't the, the top of my head. The, the movers uh, they've got a partnership with Qantas, um, so I went out of my way and looked at all of the affiliates that mm. really partner with Qantas Frequent Flyer, and I try and make sure that um, I shop with them where I can because the you know it goes a long way. Like if I was going to go and book a flight from Melbourne to Japan. On peak season, I'd be spending about two thousand mm. dollars, and so for me, that two thousand dollars is—I mean, we spent four hundred dollars plus the points. Um, you know, I think that and, the, and the, the points. You know, everyone says there's always a value to a point, but the points are nothing until you actually use them. Correct. So you know, it it, it didn't like that two hundred ten thousand cost you time and effort, but it it didn't cost you a lot of money to accumulate them. Correct. That's right. So it's just being smarter about and, and being. Uh, cognizant of of where you're getting the best return in investment in yeah, your points absolutely and especially now that you're in the habit you know we, we've got a trip booked but at the same time you're already accumulating more than enough points to go and book another frequent flyer trip so i guess yep. that leads into the question what's next on the hit list my bucket list is not getting any shorter i'll no, tell you that much no. um i think uh you know i think for me you know i've 
a bit of background. So I've just hit 10 years of employment at my, at my work. So I've got three months of leave. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've also been a bit of a workaholic. So I have two months of annual leave. So I've got eight weeks. Um, so I'll get three, three of those weeks down for our Japan trip and Singapore trip. Um, but that still leaves a lot of time and I still earn leave whilst I'm gone. So I think I'll be looking at, um, possibly doing America, um, yeah, nice. uh, like maybe like a, a, a New York, um, LA Burning Man trip possibly. Um, or alternatively, I think the other option is, um, uh, exploring something around, uh, around, uh, Asia, India, but. Obviously, points provided I can fly with the right airline. And yeah, um, I mean, if you're doing America, one thing that you might want to bear in mind is you know have a think about a Qantas around the world ticket. I mean, they've um, they've they've gone up uh, in price recently because of the um, the change to the Qantas frequent fly, fly program. But that being said, they are still one of the best value um, you know tickets out there. So definitely something that you know we we've got full articles on that. And point hacks. We actually have a podcast on that. Uh, within the first 10 episodes of this podcast run, um, definitely something to have a look at um, as you're accumulating more points. Absolutely. So. And I, I think um, <clears throat> like I've got a lot of value from, you know, just reading, getting started guides and knowing which companies uh, and partners and that are good for earning points. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things that uh, around my mindset with holidays is um, we booked pretty early for our flight. So April booking for January booking. Yep. Uh, oh, sorry. April booking for, for January, January flying. flying. Yep. Um, and with that in mind, because we booked early, you earn points between April and December. And, you know, every six to eight months, I get a new card. Think about changing it over. Um, that is actually, I'm earning a lot of points in between that. So, I've, I find that at the moment, I've got a balance of points there ready for my next trip, which yeah. is, it just in the background, it just goes up and I find it to be quite a convenient thing to know that when my next flight is ready, wherever that may be, or mm-hmm. when my next time for my holiday is, I've got the points to make that, to take that flight. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, as, as I said before, you know, with, with the frequency that you you are applying for credit cards, obviously that is uh, your, your decision. You know your finances yep. better than anyone. Um so yeah, like mate, it's a, it is, it's a great world that you've joined, and it, it's a really great story to tell people that, you know, of of this guy that started from literally no points or ten thousand points in his account two years ago, two years ago, to within you know eighteen months of that booking a business business first trip. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait, and we'll make sure we'll take pictures and videos and throw it up on Point Hacks. Absolutely, I think it'll be one of those stories that. You know, um, without point hacks actually helping me get along the way, I found that um, I probably wouldn't have booked the flights in the same way that I would have done that. Probably would have spent a lot more on flights, a lot more on hotels. And, and you might have even bought a toaster with your points. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> Look, Kane, it sounds like growing up. <laughs> mate, thank you, for, thank you for coming along. Thank you for doing the podcast. And uh, I guess we, we'll keep an eye out on the point hacks website to look at some videos and pictures from my trip. Awesome. Thanks very much for having me, Dave. Brilliant. Thanks, Kane. Cheers. Yeah. That's it for today's episode of Points of View, the Point Hacks podcast. Remember to visit pointhacks.com.au for more frequent flyer deals, guides, and tips. I'm David Walsh, and don't forget to subscribe.